98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Hopes are raised of a deal to allow newly hired domestic helpers to arrive from Indonesia and the Philippines. The health chief welcomes the airport authority's move to make vaccines mandatory for staff who work closely with passengers. And the ex-co-convener says Beijing is listening to views in Hong Kong on plans to extend the national anti-sanctions law here. The Labour Department says details of a plan to allow new foreign domestic helpers to enter Hong Kong could come as soon as next week. It says it's close to reaching a consensus with counterparts in the Philippines and Indonesia on how, to, how it verifies records of vaccination from the two countries. It told RTHK that the government plans to designate one or two hotels for helpers to undergo their compulsory 21-day quarantine. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, has welcomed the airport authority's announcement that staff who come into contact with incoming passengers will have to be vaccinated. The authority announced last night that it would no longer allow workers in high-risk areas to rely on negative tests or medical exemptions. Professor Chan said this was the right move, given that a requirement for passengers to test negative would not stop every COVID-positive traveller. For those people who are working in the areas whereby they would have uh, close contacts with the inbound travellers or transit passengers, then uh, it is important to protect them and also to ensure the, uh, they are vaccinated. So I think this is really basic. Whether the airport authority would deploy or redeploy uh, people who are uh, vaccinated to work in certain higher risk areas is, of course, their internal um, organization and mechanism. The authority said the move followed a case of an airline lounge worker who contracted COVID-19 last week. But infectious disease expert Leung Chi Chu said officials could do even more. These measures, correct measures in the right direction, but they by themselves cannot completely eliminate the risk because with the Delta variant, the incubation is quite short, uh, often with a mean of only about four days. And in that sort of scenario, we do need to consider more frequent testing of the first-line airport workers. The convener of the Executive Council, Bernard Chan, has welcomed a decision by the National People's Congress Standing Committee to postpone a vote on adding the National Anti-Foreign Sanctions Law to the SAR's basic law. He said he's happy that Beijing is listening to views on the matter to ensure that the legislation can be implemented effectively in the SAR. He says the government is listening to the concerns of the financial sector. President Biden has described the mission to evacuate tens of thousands of Americans and Afghan allies from Kabul as one of the biggest, most difficult airlifts in history. He said the U.S. would mobilize every resource necessary to try to complete the operation by the deadline at the end of the month and rejected criticisms that the evacuation was slow to start and poorly planned. A State Department spokesman, Ned Price, said the U.S. had been working closely with countries in Europe, Africa and the Middle East. Over the past several days, we have mobilized a global effort through diplomatic channels to evacuate U.S. citizens, personnel from partner nations, and of course, at-risk Afghans from Kabul. We extend special thanks to our partners around the globe who have been instrumental in this operation in all of its many parts. We deeply appreciate the support they have offered, and we are proud to partner with them in our shared support for the Afghan people. 
President Biden has said he will nominate the veteran diplomat Nicholas Burns to be the U.S. ambassador to China. Mr. Burns has served previous administrations as Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs and Ambassador to NATO. The BBC's Brendan Marshall has more details. Mr. Burns has served previous administrations as Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs and Ambassador to NATO. His nomination indicates a change of direction in diplomatic appointments from the Biden administration. Previous ambassadors over the past decade have been former politicians, not seasoned diplomats, and the post in Beijing has been vacant since October last year. Mr Burns has had previous involvement with China's government on issues such as Afghanistan and North Korea. And the weather, mainly fine. Very hot in the afternoon, light to moderate southwesterly winds. The outlook, mainly fine and persistently very hot in the next couple of days. A few showers in the middle and latter parts of next week. The temperature is now 32 degrees Celsius and the humidity is at 66%. And the very hot weather warning is in effect. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Australian police are blocking some public transport routes into the centre of Sydney to try to stop anti-lockdown protests. More than 1,500 officers are on the city's streets. Yesterday, the authorities announced lockdown measures in Sydney would be extended for another month. The police deputy commissioner for New South Wales, Gary Warboys, says any protests will be unauthorised. Right from early this morning, police were briefed and are at various spots around the outskirts of Sydney and there'll be a significant number of police in places that hopefully people will take notice of, not just notice of the work that's gone in around preparing people not to come into the city, but if they choose to do so, they will be met by police, they'll be turned around and if need be, they'll be issued infringement notices. Police in southwest Pakistan say two children have been killed in an apparent bomb attack. Reports suggest a vehicle carrying Chinese nationals may have been the target of the blast on an expressway near Gwadar in Baluchistan. China has invested heavily in the development of the port at Gwadar as part of its massive belt and road infrastructure project, but the development has sparked protests from some local people. The German Chancellor Angela Merkel has held more than two hours of talks with the Russian President Vladimir Putin on her last official visit to Moscow before stepping down. On the anniversary of the nerve agent attack on Alexei Navalny, she asked President Putin to free the opposition activist from jail. We have naturally We discussed the depressing situation of Alexei Navalny. From our point of view, his sentencing to a penal colony on the basis of an earlier judgment, which the European Court of Human Rights has classified as obviously disproportionate, is unacceptable. And I once again called on the Russian president to release Alexei Navalny and also made it clear that we will remain on the case. Mr Putin said Mr Navalny was not in jail for his politics. To sport, and the first English Premier League game of the weekend sees Liverpool face Burnley. Burnley won at Anfield in January, ending the Reds' 68-match unbeaten run there in the league and starting a dismal run of home form for Jurgen Klopp's team. So does manager Sean Dyche expect more of the same? Um, I don't think it makes you more optimistic. The last one doesn't know you the next one, that's for sure. Um, I think they had their first tricky spell. Um, we caught them at a very good time, I felt, uh, at that period. And we played very well, don't get me wrong. Um, and I've said many, many times when you play the top clubs, that's the, the equation you need. You need them to maybe just have a little soft one, you know, a little soft performance. You to play very well, sometimes a decision, sometimes the ball bounces the right way. 
on that day it did for us um, but there's no there's no thinking that that one is going to make sure that we win again there um, we'll have to have the same equation they'll probably have to have a little bit of a soft one we play very very well Australia's Michael Storer won stage seven of the Vuelta España to Alicante for his DSM team. Slovenia's Primoz Roglic of Jumbo Visma remains in the leader's red jersey on a day which saw two contenders abandon the race. BBC's Matt Warwick has more. The going's getting tough in Spain, but Storer was rewarded after breaking away early on, leaving the day's real drama to unfold behind him. Britain's Hugh Carthy ended his hopes of improving on last year's podium when he stepped off the bike as the climbs began. Movistar's Spanish legend Alejandro Valverde fell off, sliding down a dusty embankment to retire, bloodied and bruised from his home race. But there are plenty more riders still well in contention to challenge Roglic for red, starting on Stage 8's blustery sprint down the coast to La Manga. Finally, it has been confirmed the world premiere of the new James Bond film, No Time to Die, will take place in London late next month. Critics say the announcement might be an attempt to counter speculation the screening could be postponed for a fourth time. BBC's Adam Lindsay has the details. The red carpet will be rolled out at the Royal Albert Hall on the 28th of September, two days before the movie is finally released in cinemas. No Time to Die was the first major film to fall victim to the pandemic when its April 2020 release was pushed back to November as the virus swept the globe. The much-anticipated release will provide a welcome boost for the industry, with the numbers of people attending cinemas still significantly lower than pre-pandemic levels. There's just no time to die. To end the news, the top stories once again. Hopes are raised of a deal to allow newly hired domestic helpers to arrive from Indonesia and the Philippines. The health chief welcomes the airport authorities' move to make vaccines mandatory for staff who work closely with passengers. And the Exco convener says Beijing is listening to views in Hong Kong on plans to extend the national anti-sanctions law here. That's all the news from RTHK. Got a couple more in the 80s here before we step back into a little bit more classic rock. Here's Toto, the other side.
Technically, that's 92, but you get the idea. And why not some more Toto? Here's Don't Chain My Heart.